0: You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show.
1: Baby, did you just try to get Craig to leave? Why didn't, why didn't Craig leave? You didn't want to leave. Craig, uh, you should leave.
0: Welcome, fine listeners, to the third episode, I believe. Third episode of the Fake PVEO podcast. Uh, I'll be your host, Mitch, Mitch Mac, Joined by my co-hosts, starting from the top of the recording studio channel with... Uh, Dawig, a.k.a. Dusty Collins. Mm-hmm. Then That's sweet. To, then on to Davey, a.k.a. Uh, Cade Bumson. It's true. And then finally, followed by Wombo, a.k.a. Ed Barker, a.k.a. Ugliest Player in the League. Cole Barker. AKA gonna lead Nola to a championship this year. That's my that's my prediction. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, Nola's been doing really well in my testing. So
1: Yeah, agreed. I think we'll be the number one seed in the east.
0: Yeah. I, I actually I actually think uh Cancun's gonna be number two though.
1: Yeah. From my for my tests it's probably gonna be New Orleans or Cancun number one, and then New York, not far behind, but third,
2: yeah,
0: I think uh some of the o b x people are a little uh, too hopeful of their chances this year, from, from what I've seen,
1: yeah, I mean, I saw in one thread they were like betting on like o b x doing better than New Orleans, I mean, yeah. I, I, I just don't see that happening, but I would happily take that bet for New Orleans.
0: I would agree. Just like I happily took the bet that Bolanos finishes with over one war.
1: Bless Launus.
0: bolon goat. I need to make a Dusty Collins bet. Way, you, have, you have any good ones for me?
3: I'll- I haven't checked in on the League for like seasons at this point. SMH. I mean, like, I don't know, it was a very weird career with uh, Dusty Collins. Dusty Collins goaded, though. Not at all. Like, the biggest
0: disappointment
3: like... Well, you've been great out of the pen, though. Yeah, but, like, look at, um, for his career, it's only been really, like, the, what, the last three seasons, I think? That was... That was just because
0: you didn't do the OP method of start out as a reliever and then switch to a starting pitcher once you have, you know, decent TPE.
3: Originally, I think I was a middle reliever archetype, which I don't know if you know about this, but they had like 40 stamina and could start anyway. That was... Yeah, my second season, then I switched over to starter, which, you know, on natural wasn't very
1: great. Is, is Wombat here now? I yeah, think yeah. so. Sweet. Well, now, now we
2: can.
0: Somebody's like uh, wrestling a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if it's an oh, issue. Yeah. But just, that... yeah, that that's what I was talking about. Yeah, it's probably mine. It's not my zipper. Zipper of my jacket, not anything else. <laughs> Need to clarify. Little weird, Mac. No, <laughs> a little weird. Well, now we can talk about the leak that actually matters, aka the PBEO Um. So yeah, I guess I'm still, I'm still booting up the game. So don't ask okay. me any questions yet. I'll start. I'll start with Dawig Dawig, who do you think will be the division uh, winners this year?
3: Well, starting with um, the HL. Or it's the Hitters League, right? Yep, uh, Hurlers yep. League. Yeah, I always forget that. But starting with the Rodriguez, I think this season, you know, Brooklyn, like, they lost the GM and everything. But uh, with Slim, I think he's pretty much got them in the same position, so I don't think they're going to drop that much of at all. Of course, you have Walla Walla, Himalayan, Chicago, and even San Francisco to an extent all being playoff teams uh, trying to get in for the wild card. But then as far as uh, the Steiner goes, I think it's mostly going to be a repeat of, uh, I think this was about three seasons ago where uh, Brevard County was on top for, like, the first half of the season, but then the second half of the season, um, Brazil went on a, uh, I think it was a 14-game win streak, and then yeah, went back on crazy. Top. So, Boynton Beach currently leads the division with Brazil behind them, and, of course, uh, Brevard County in third. So, I think it's going to be a repeat of that again, where Brazil in the second half is just going to really move into that first position with at least 90 wins, you'd think. And then as far as the Walker goes um it's kind of strange that Iron Mountain is currently ahead but to me that's more of a more about the schedule because if you look at all the predictions and the stats plus they're all rated they're all it shows them all at 80 wins for whatever reason but you know that can't be true so my guess is that it's either Kyoto or maybe even Point Place
0: Okay what about the uh, Sluggers League
3: now, starting with the Thunder division, it's really interesting because last season, I believe it was uh, Wisconsin who won their division. And traditionally, they've been always the leaders in the Thunder division. And, you know, even if Dubai was always behind them, but this season, uh, what are we, uh, I think, 35 games in? Or at least uh, my team is. But Dubai is fourth in their division, which is a big surprise, at least, considering that last season previous season, they were second. But with Monterey currently leading above uh, Wisconsin, even it's that's been a huge surprise. And again, the predictions show that Monterey should be able to keep this lead, even though uh, in the past Wisconsin's traditionally had a stranglehold on this division. And then going down to the Biggio division. Now, this is one of the, again more, one of the um, more curious results because California currently leads over Wichita, and again traditionally. The sluggers league has always been more about the same teams, like you know, getting in every year. Just pe- the, the only real change from year to year is the seeding. But at least this season, you're seeing much, um, much more movement regarding who leads the division and who's trying to get into the wild card spots. So with Wichita in second and Coronado in third, you think that hey, maybe they, maybe if they don't aren't able to win the division, California can stay hot that they can get in somehow on the wild card, and then going down to the just dist- the Stefano division. You have Albuquerque leading again, one of the traditional division leaders in the Sluggers lead, followed up with Hong Kong, who had a surprisingly strong start. Like they're likely not a team who's able to win this division, but they're definitely a team that could try getting in on the wild card, as I believe they currently hold the third wild card. Again, only about thirty-five, thirty-six games into the season. So, if they can continue at this pace, you'd think they'd be able to secure that third spot.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I agree with most of yours. Um, I I'll, I guess I'll give my uh, predictions before giving it up to Davier or, or Wampat. So, kind of fall in the same suit with you. Um, I'll start in the Rodriguez division, and I know that you're you're a big fan of Brooklyn taking uh, the title there. Yeah, for sure. And I would more times than not, I would agree. But at the same time, when you actually go to uh, Brooklyn's page, they actually have um, both of their top prospects, Icorn and Akita, up in the majors, and for Akita in particular, I don't think he's ready. Um, so, like he's he's done really well so far for a rookie. Um, already at point six war. Um, but I I think it's I don't think it's gonna last long with him. Um, Icorn's kind of really helped out by his just unbelievable defense. But kind of the same story with him. His Current batting average is 450. <laughs> um and that's obviously not gonna maintain. So I actually when when the uh preseason started, I actually picked uh San Francisco to take the Rodriguez division. Um mm-hmm. which it's funny because I would actually say the Rodriguez division is now the new Biggio division, where The Biggio division, we used to be able to say, was the strongest. Um, I think it's pretty clear now that that's the Rodriguez division um, because every single team there is above 500. But for me, I actually think that Himalaya um, is going to win the division. And the reason simply being that they made a really big move um, trading for... uh, What's that guy's name? Uh, the pitcher. Whatever the heck his name is. The top pitcher from uh, Frankfurt is who they got. So you pair, pair up some pitching help for them along with what I perceive to be a, a pretty damn good offense. And you got a recipe for success right there. So I actually think Himalaya is going to come away with the Rodriguez. Um, I I agree a hundred percent with your analysis on the Steiner. Um, we're going to see a nice little mirror, just like three seasons ago, um, where Brazil turns into second half demons and just outpaces everybody. They're just they're just the more talented, more deep team, most deep team in that division. Um. And then onto the walker this is this is a really weird division, so I'm gonna make another really interesting prediction here where I actually think there won't be a single team in the Walker that wins above eighty two games, so
1: like a game
0: over five hundred
1: like the n f c east of the p b e o
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, whoever whoever wins the division gets in, and all the other teams have no chance because really none of them deserve in.
3: But well, I mean, I mean Kyoto's still there. So.
0: Yeah, they are, and Ky- Kyoto's the most talented team for sure, and the favorites. Um, I'm gonna pick another upset, though. I think Point Place gets in, um, even though that. Even though they're three games behind uh Iron Mountain right now in the standings.
3: Can... Oh, what'd you say? Did Jarrett Hudson get hurt again? Uh that's a good question. Oh, oh okay. Like. Yeah, it was the end of last year. That, was a, that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay cuz I remember him being elite in uh in that one Manatee playoff game he got hurt. So <laughs> I guess since then he's just been perpetually injured.
0: Yeah. Um I and then uh moving on to the Sluggers League. Um going to start with the Thunder Division. And uh you kind of touched on it how kind of been recently between Wisconsin and Dubai. Uh Davey's really going to like this. But I actually think Davey wins the division. Davey kind of made the moves that he needed to do to put himself in a playoff spot. And then you couple that with like his hot start. And I mean, it's only like you said, we're only like 35 games into the season. So a lot of season left, but he's got he's got a pretty sizable lead there right now. Um, and like the talent difference between Monterey and Wisconsin or Monterey and Dubai is like very minimal, I think, across the board. So I really see Davey holding on there. Um, onto the Biggio division. I'm going to be biased, obviously, and believe in my squad, um, even though we're down. Five and a half games right now. I I just think that Kelly doesn't quite have the the depth specifically on the mound to continue at the pace that they're on. Because um, I mean they're they're currently first in runs against and nothing nothing against prior He's put together a really good staff and he also made it a really big time trade, um, getting Danny Morales in his rotation. But, like, I don't know, I just don't see, I don't see that staff continuing to to do what they've done
3: thus far. Um, you know, I was uh, researching this, like, to figure out why, of course, because with Witch you know, being, like, the general contender from the bijio, And what I found is that they have one of the best, um, what was it called, the... Fielder independent pitching and ERA differentials of any team in the league. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we're second in uh, FIP, but then our like ERA as a staff is like sixth or something like that. It's it's my my bullpen's been horrible, <laughs> and I don't think my bullpen's horrible. I don't know if we're like necessarily top tier, but certainly better than what we've done thus far. With the bullpen, um, but like Cali, I think for sure has the best offense in the sluggers league, so that's that's problematic in itself for me.
1: And uh, then, I, I, sorry.
0: Oh, sorry, last I, I, one.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, were you gonna say something about video? <laughs> Oh well, I I was just gonna say, um, if you're really having those bullpen problems, you know it might benefit you if you moved Bolanos to the bullpen and just mm. made like a full time stopper. You know? Yeah,
0: I think that move sounds really smart too.
1: You know See, Wombo agrees. You no, know, Bolanos
0: from what I've heard in another league has done really well as a stopper. Um in Winter league, aka P B E. No, I don't think he, I don't think he does that well there. I think he, he's just worse as a starter. zone. So. I don't know. You know, I, we should, we should move Bolanos, Lugo, and Wu. I would do that with Bolanos, but little known fact: when he signed his recent contract extension, um, I guaranteed him a starting rotation
1: spot. That doesn't apply that, until yeah, the extension, right? That
0: it, that only applies next season. Interesting.
2: Interesting, interesting.
3: <laughs> Wait, then, but oh, what'd you, what'd you say? Why would that even matter how happy he is if his contract goes all the way out to what, uh, 2036? Um, I mean, it's not like football where you can hold out and just never show up. True,
0: yeah. I think even if you put that in, you can force him, like, because you individually set the lineups and stuff, yeah. I, I could, but I won't. <laughs> <sighs> Shame. And then for my last prediction, uh, we have the Stefano division where Albuquerque's going to run away with it. No, cause, it's Chad. Because they're just the superior team there. Alpha's really not close. Alpha's going to win. One day, One day Chad will. Chad won't that finish day, last this year. Chad won't you finish, go first?
1: finish last this year. I'll go before you. Um, so, okay, starting in the Rodriguez division, um, I would say easily the most interesting division this year. Um, I think Himalayas is going to take it out as well, but I also like Walla Walla's chances here. Um so far their pitching staff has been doing really well, despite the fact that their ratings aren't all that good. So maybe um if that, I guess if they can keep that pace up for a little more, maybe add an arm near the deadline, um, I think they'll be in a really good spot. But I still see Himalaya as the favorites just because of how much firepower they have on offense. And um, just that trade they made with Frankfurt, I, I liked it a lot for Himalaya because they're just trying to make this division as competitive as possible. Um, in the Steiner division, um, I agree with everybody else here that Brazil is just going to steamroll everybody in their path. And I actually think Brazil is going to win the HL this year. Um, when it comes playoff time um they're just a very well run team um very well-rounded and yeah i just i i think they're going to make a deep run into the playoffs and for la walker um i don't believe everybody's going to be as bad as you guys are saying um i think Kyoto is still a 90 win team um and they're gonna win that division by a lot. But it won't be like an eighty win team winning the division like Mitch said. But I think you're not gonna see a whole lot of winning in that division, especially with Frankfurt trading away lots of their big pieces. Um moving on to my own division, the Thunder and the SL. Um obviously my biased pick would be Monterey because I think we have well, we do have the best pitching. Um, our hitting is, is' not it's it's pretty bad, but I think we can kind of ride the pitching and maybe I'll have to make uh, some moves. um I know Dog knows i'm I'm trying to make a move for one of his players, but um I think Wisconsin still has a really good chance, even if they started slower, um just because, on paper, I would say they have the most talent in the division. Um, in the video, um, I think Wichita is still going to pull it out just based on their pitching talent. Um, that rotation, uh, they have three legit aces, and it's just hard to beat that type of depth. Um, California, they've been having a blistering hot start, but you know you just wonder how long is that going to last. And especially um, as their schedule moves into some tougher games, um, I know looking at their schedule, they, have, um, they haven't played all that great teams so far, um, except for their sweep against Wichita. And then moving on to the last division, the Di Stefano, uh, I think Albuquerque takes it. I don't think it's going to be close, although Hong Kong might be um, near 500 or at 500. Um, I just don't see Albuquerque losing this division unless something big happens, like an injury or... I I don't know. I think this is Albuquerque's division to lose easily. Oh um, my up!
2: All right. Um. So starting
0: with the Rodriguez, like everyone else, I had panhandlers to win it. Uh, I think, like Mitch mentioned, uh, to start the season, but then they started off with a pretty rough record. They've actually, I think, they've improved from a losing record to a winning one recently, and. I think they had the best shot to win, but now that slow start may have killed some of that, I guess, probability or likelihood. And I think that right now it'll come down to uh, the Knights and actually Panhandlers coming back, honestly, because I think the Wolves being hurt by injuries and honestly not having great pitch. Brooklyn has much more balance. Brooklyn and San Francisco much, have much more balanced. Uh, kind of a better balance of both. And while just using mean power to get by. Okay. Going to the Steiner. Yeah, this is just easy. I think BBC's is still a good year away. Uh, they're off to hard start, but yeah. Uh, some of the pieces aren't fully developed or they're just getting kind of lucky right now is just my take, and Brazil's just gonna get back at some point, just like they always do in the second half. And for Walker, honestly, I can see all three teams having kind of their own like path to winning it, and I think it'll depend on whether Kyoto actually sells for the trade deadline. If they do, then you can definitely see one of the teams winning it depending on entries or just luck. If not, I think Kyoto definitely has the best, best chance. In um, the Thunder, I'd say it's the Jacks to lose at the moment, but the Lumbos will definitely be close just from a talent standpoint, but that five-game advantage is definitely something to start the season with. Uh, Biggio. Again, I think that's honestly something that'll be decided just by, like, injury. Because I'd say Wichita has the advantage talent-wise, but five games is, like, something to... You'd have to go on a hot streak or something to break that. And I think that'll be decided just by luck or injuries. And I think, but I think at the moment, the Condos actually have a small advantage. And DeStefano, we have Chad winning it easily.
1: I think I think Andy's might actually give Chad a run for his money. Um, they're led by the elite uh, Carl Michaela. So as soon as he comes back from injury, um I think that's when Andes will start pulling away.
2: True. Piggy power.
0: On a on a serious note, I could actually see Andy's being uh pretty competitive here within the next, like, two seasons, I'd say. Yeah, not next season. They, they don't have any pitching, is my worry,
1: for yeah. the next two seasons.
0: Like, they're, they're not going to be bottom dwellers two seasons from now. I think they're going to be, like, very, yeah. very mediocre, but, like, with, obviously, still tons of room to grow. Um, and LGM's done pretty well in the past.
1: Vince Whitepog.
0: So, I mean, yeah. I, I like what they have. Um, as for... And I wrote this with, in, with my article. Um, and Dawegh's gonna like this. But I, I really like the Manatees two seasons from now as well. Um, I think Victor if Garcia, yeah, Victor Garcia looks like an absolute monster. He's Veldman, but just not fragile. Exactly. Like he's gonna be freaking amazing. And then I was like checking in on some of my old Wingnut uh, prospects the other day, and I noticed that um, Brian Arnold actually. Like became a god in center field. I have him at eighty range right now, <laughs> which is. I only have him at seventy-five. But he then, was yeah, yeah, definitely viable. Yeah, I mean, he was at seventy when I traded him uh, for me, at least. So it's it's one of those deals. I hope that works out for both me and uh, Dalig, because. I think a bigger thing for Arnold is that his power actually started developing. So, because I was worried before that he, he, even though he had the potential, it wouldn't develop until it's too late. And then it just just stopped developing at like 30 or 40. But it's actually started, like, I guess the climb. So you could definitely see it hitting 50 or even higher in the future. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, So, I mean, I know Dawick has a lot of hitting talent that's coming up. Um, and on the mound, he has Paul Dand, uh, as well as he recently drafted Nick Stewart, um, third overall. Stewart's a 22 year old, a little bit more developed than the other draftees, and he was like really high up on my board. Um, so I, I like Stewart a lot, but then I'm pretty sure I, I really don't like the rest of your. <laughs> Pitching prospects, though. So I think if you add, like, one more pitching prospect guy, you're going to be, like, really
3: dangerous here.
0: I think what you're... about Amir?
3: Oh, yeah. I also have uh, Amir, who, of course, I uh, oh, traded him. Yeah. And I also have uh, Greg Neer, who OSA likes for whatever reason. And then I also drafted, uh I think Lawler was his name, and he's in rookie ball right now. Great, he's Neer, in... he's out there.
0: Yeah, I am I remember looking at Nier. I wasn't a huge Nier fan, but obviously I, I'm a huge fan of uh, Emir, who I traded to you. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to say Nier's probably carried by his stamina, and also he's a sidearm righty, which is not very good in my opinion. That's all. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I mean, personally, I'm um like if I have to compare them, I'm much higher on uh, Lawler, who's currently injured right now than him. And OSA rates him uh, the sixty-sixth highest prospect.
0: Yeah, yeah. Amir, Amir looks like he's been developing pretty well for you. I'm surprised his strikeout numbers aren't better right now in Double A.
3: I think that might have something to do with the Double A team just being devoid of like fielders. That's probably fair. <laughs> We
0: should talk about the farm system that's even better than the manatees, the wombats. Oh so <laughs> the the wombos. The walla I mean, walla wombos. Which which one of your prospects not in the top one hundred is your favorite? That's a pretty good question. Uh Defensor. Ah, uh, yeah, you do like Defensor? Yeah. I yeah, I think he's the only reason he's not in the top hundred is because he's a first baseman, I'd say. Like if if he was at any other position, obviously, he'd be in there. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I I'm pretty sure my uh scout sees him a little bit worse than yours. Yeah, you've told me that before. Um But I'd like to take like an aggregate of OSA and my scout and I'm very happy with what that would be, so Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's always gonna be the smartest thing is just basically taken somewhere between OSA and what your scout has. But here's a secret, he might be he might be part of a trade soon. Oh. That is juicy. To to Brazil. Possibly. I need uh-huh. uh I need Corey to respond to some of my DMs because
3: Oh, he's, he's
0: holding up all the trades. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I know. I know SD's been a little bit busy, and yeah, that's fine. Like, we got time, but I have just got like, Gamma asking me every day, like, "Hey, what's the update here?" And I'm like, "The update <laughs> yeah. is he hasn't responded yet." Yeah, it's it's tough because like he kind of basically said that he was out of the league, but then he's still in the league, and yeah, he just doesn't want somebody to screw it up. We do have a GM like lined up to take over for him, but. I I reached out to SD about it, and he never really got back to me, so it's probably one of those things where, like, you, you just feel attached to a team, so when it becomes, I guess, real, it's, like, hard to actually just let go. Like, easy to say, harder to do type deal. Yeah, definitely. I know it could also be he wants to, like,
2: finish up some stuff before he leaves as well. True.
0: Oh, Davy! I just saw your your uh chat picture right there. <laughs> so Davy sees the same thing I do with Brian. It's actually, yeah, it's very epic for Dog because then you can put like Garcia left or right depending on who's in, who's
3: in the other. Corner.
2: Yeah, but
3: as uh, Mac found out, uh, as far as defense goes, I'm in a weird spot right now.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Can
0: we just? Can we? I need a full blown reasoning. Behind, behind
3: your actions. Okay, so when you told me that you can't play any left-handed fielder at any position in the infield other than first base, you like activate a part of my brain that hasn't been activated in a long time. <laughs> like I, I completely forgot about that. I was just like, okay, they'll play here, it'll be okay. I didn't realize on LOTP uh, they actually care about that. Yeah. So I was like, hey, Hanson has good infield ratings. Why don't I just put him at third base? And in spring training, I was like, okay, he's not developing at third base rating. Why is that? And so <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll just play him without a rating. And then what did he get, like a negative eight? Or negative eight zone rating?
0: It it wasn't quite that bad. It was negative but... four, but it's in 150 innings. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually quite bad.
3: And then I moved him to second base, and I put out... More of all at third base with no arm. Yeah, that was bold. It was because, um, like a long ago, like when I was growing up, I re- for whatever reason I have it in my mind that Mets second baseman was a lefty, but I'm pretty sure that can't be true. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to Google that, but I think it was Luis Castillo, maybe. His last name was Castillo, I think. Oh, it was well, like then, in the two thousands.
0: Oh, he definitely was not left-handed then. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's funny. I just I like giving you crap about it.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> like I say, um, this season, pretty much. Well, I said this in the last podcast, but I think I'm gonna have to extend like the. One month he's become competitive, like out another year because pitching just isn't there yet. That's
0: true. I do have a, I do have a question for you, and I I guess I kind of have to to hide your cards a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But is there any reason why you haven't done the epic strategy with anyone besides Victor Garcia yet?
3: Oh, it's uh, no. I'm actually going to do that with uh You see. Mm-hmm. I've kind of um, rationalized it a little bit. Like I wouldn't do it with a like 30 overall player, but like a 35 and 40 maybe. Like um, Garcia heading into the season, he was an overall at 40. So I was like, hey, he played double A and you know he played a little bit of triple A playoff games. so Why not send him up? And so far, he's at least as a he's been decent, like not terrible. Yeah, I mean, and he holds his own defensively, which. Uh... Is always gonna help. So that's why um at least next to him. I'm probably gonna bring up Arnold too, just because uh I think it's kind of hard to evaluate where the current pitchers on my team are right now when you have the second to worst defense next to Himalaya.
0: Yeah, I mean Arnold Arnold getting that boost uh really makes you look good in our trade. I mean, I've I think I've done pretty well in it as well because goulart's been he's already put up almost two war this year but like long term you're really gonna um
3: look good I feel like yeah and I've just got um oh that that's another thing like as an immediate replacement I've been playing at Dirk's where goulart would play and of course you know Dirks isn't a fielder at this point in his career mm-hmm so as far as that goes, long term he's probably gonna transition to DH, and then right field's gonna end up being Garcia, and center field's gonna be Arnold, and then left field's gonna be uh, other Garcia.
0: Then where does John Martin fit in?
3: Oh, and John Martin. Well, I was thinking about moving John either John Martin. John Martin is six foot five. Yeah, I was thinking about moving him to first base because his fielding, you know, isn't that great. He
0: is good there too. Indian field, yeah, forty range, six five.
3: Yeah, so I mean, I have to move around a few guys, but it should work out. I think.
0: Um, Davey, do you have any prospects outside the top one hundred OSA that really excite you?
1: Um, uh, let me look at my farm real quick. Say, so oh,
0: long. You don't know your farm by heart.
1: All I know is Robbie fieldman is the goat um yeah i actually have i have an interesting batting prospect um nazi bin Assam I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly um he's Ooh. he's a center fielder um oh i see him i I like his his batting profile a lot honestly i feel like. If he can start, you know, getting that TCR, um, obviously he has high work ethic, um, but it reminds me of a mini Arnold um, if he keeps developing, of course. But uh, I have high hopes for him. Um, it looks like he was our first round pick from two years ago, um, back when um, J. Dre was still GM. But I have high hopes for Nazi bin love- Assam.
0: Interesting. He's not even in the top five hundred.
3: Wait, you can see the top five hundred? Uh yeah. On the pipeline. Yeah, if you go to oh, the pipeline.
0: Okay.
1: I don't I don't have too much to work with in my farm system yet, but you know, I'm hoping since I'm pouring thirty two million dollars in player development that changes soon.
2: Not
0: many. we oh, paying thirty two yeah. 30- Thirty
1: six million, never mind. It's thirty six million. Or you could go with the
0: the Packers Alex F strategy and put zero.
3: You know, Matt? And just promote everyone. Do you want no secret, Matt? What? I did that. <laughs> with your offline one? No, with this with um in PBO. I have my development budget set to minimum.
0: You have it set to minimum? Oh, you're Wait, crazy.
3: Yeah, so I could get Dirk's. You're crazy. That's... That no, because... I'm a part of... Um, I think now I'm part of the group of people who think that doesn't really matter that much because seeing how, like, for example, you saw how Arnold's developing. I don't think it matters. I think it's just for show.
0: Here's here's my theory um, behind it. And I, I don't really have anything, I guess, like concrete, but it's just like... It's what makes sense to me. So I think OOTP puts, like, everybody's um, combined development budget together. And then however much you have invested in, it's basically, like, uh, how many lottery tickets you have. And, like, you obviously still got to get lucky for luck to happen, but the more lottery tickets you have, the the bigger chance you have at getting the jackpot. So that's that's my the, the big brain idea is to have only have just like me with max development and then Davey can trade his prospects to me and use his money. So they'll just develop here and then I'll trade them back. You, you trade you trade draft picks Maybe. away for already decent prospects that's the OP strategy that's the Apex strategy Apex strategy is just to wait for prospects to want to leave Kashima but, but we'll not go into that <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah Dalek, you need to get on the forums man no I, like even when um, I was more active like I, I don't touch the forums like that that's not where I want to be I don't blame you for that, honestly. <laughs> like just, you, you can avoid so much by not going on the forum. All right, Dawig. Uh, yep.
0: Speaking as a former Miners GM, with with me and Davy, hopefully getting a Miners expansion expansion GM team. Do you have yeah. any advice for us?
3: I'd say. Well, number one, I think, and the, of course, this depends on like what type of culture you want to set up. But at least number one to me was making sure that they were on Discord because if they're on Discord, they know they'll be active, and then, of course, like you know, you can contact them and everything.
0: Wait, is it? Uh, was it announced, or are you just kind of assuming? Assuming what? you got a team just because no no, no
1: i'm a, saying I'm the saying case the case we yeah. do get a team yeah
0: okay you made it sound like or at least i heard that it's like no no, hey, no i said give any tips and I was like okay. oh i missed that
3: <laughs> yeah no no i said i said hopefully okay my bad. but yeah like um one of the people i drafted uh, with um miz obvious and i think it was my first season with him we drafted a uh, goldie you know who's now uh, he streams the games and you know he's involved in the community so that's what we were focusing on, like you know, getting people who had a, uh, who were able to use Discord, not able to use it, but you know, like primary, they primarily use Discord because you have other people who communicate over the forum. Wait, dog,
1: what team did you jam in the miners? The Anchorage yeah. Wheelers.
3: He's a wheelie boy, with with Miss actually. Yeah. Wait, oh. I thought Miss was a Dillo Dillo boy.
2: I'm well, so uh, we
3: both we both were at one point. Like, I came, I think, a season after him, but you know, Bauer was originally his co GM, but then Bauer left to go GM uh, Utah, and then you know, I got the job there, and then Miz ended up, uh, you know, leaving, so I became the head GM, and I got Hydra as my co, and then but I had to leave because you know, I had some real life stuff going on. So now Hydra's head wheelie, yeah, and he's still okay. Wait, does he? do what? I think he does. Okay, because because it's kind of a it's a weird circle because like originally I was looking into getting Tlk as my co, but you know Hydra, you know he wanted to get back into the league and everything. Let AC mash. Exactly. But Dusty Collins did mash. He has three career attempts. See, I need to work that into Bolanos' contract. Nah, because um the only way it's possible is if a player gets eject- a position player gets ejected. And I think it's uh I don't know how it prioritizes which player gets selected, but it selects a random pitcher and puts them in as a position player. So that's how you end up with a lefty second baseman for six innings. Nice.
0: I'm jealous. Then I'll then I'll ask to be put as the the top uh, pinch hitter. Um, Let's see. Oh, do we have any uh, breakout stars in the PBO that uh, stand out to anybody? I don't really think so. I'm not sure how you'd kind of define that. If if you you go to the uh, the league stats page and then go to players, you can uh, sort for qualified rookies.
2: So, uh, so like
0: so, older, okay, I wasn't sure whether you're looking for like just improving players or just Yeah, uh, no, I, I for, I'm more but, I'm more men
3: rookie, I guess. Sorry, yeah, okay. Because I was gonna say the opposite with Will Fisher looks to be having a down year. Which is kind of surprising, considering he had a career best uh was nine more last year.
0: True. Well he just I mean it's just it just started, so I would not put too much yeah, there. I mean almost one point three war with and only uh thirty five games. That's
3: yeah, I guess I that's, get that, that's but, still a good pace. <laughs> but look but um I mean as far as uh ratings go, I mean it's to me it's more because, you know, all his ratings are against varieties, but there are, I'm for sure I'm I think over the time he's been in the league we've been having way more lefty pitchers coming.
0: Um, the I think it looks like his contact went down by one tier. That's all I'm seeing for ratings. Really? I don't know. I, I still see him as an 80 versus righties, which is all that matters. I'm, I'm actually, actually a huge platoon a, guy. Um, if you can't tell with Fred Krause.
3: Yeah, I know. But if you're paying a guy $20 million a year, you should be able to be at least serviceable against lefties. I mean, I think she he's is. serviceable.
0: Yeah, he is. 50, 55 contact, 50 power. That's, yeah, that's 75 range, that's worth it. Yeah. Even if he was 50-50 versus righties, that's still worth it because of the, Cause defense. Of the defense. Yeah. That's that's basically my thought process with uh, Brian and G in center field, who's been absolutely fantastic for me, personally. Um, He kind of worried me last year because he... G didn't even have, like, platoon splits, though.
1: Uh, he,
0: really? he like, does a little bit, but yeah, not not, like, not a like like
1: Fisher or any of the other, you know what I mean? Like the action, yeah, yeah, not
0: not like Krauss does for me, or uh even like John Ferris, that's another platoon guy.
3: Wait, did John Ferris go down maybe, I think so, because he got hurt. <laughs>
0: Which is unfortunate, but I don't know. I've thought about playing him in the outfield because he has sixty-five range. Um, but I, I think that's only seventy, seventy-fives. But then where it matters, it's fifty and sixty-five. Yeah. So I mean, he's probably just more helpful for me at third base as it stands. But. Um let's see. It looks like our leading rookie in war right now for position players is Josh Bivens for Cali. That I makes sense. Yeah, I don't think that's too much of a surprise. I had him top had prospect a year for uh is that was is that Slugger's League? I keep forgetting which is which. Yeah, Sluggers. Yeah, I think he's all but got rookie of the year locked up for Sluggers League. Well he could yeah. be weird or if you know something weird happens. I don't think he's got it locked up, but I think he's a clear favorite i I don't know. I just see him way more talented than the guy that's behind him, jeremy Hall
2: um for Dubai.
1: Yo, yeah, Jeremy Hall is having a really crazy season, actually. like Compared to his ratings, like he has 45 power from what my scout shows, but he's on pace to hit 28 home runs. Yeah. I don't know Ooh. how he's putting up that type of numbers, but maybe Dubai found a stud.
0: Look at Mike Mitchell. His yeah, Mike Mitchell's fucking hilarious. <laughs>
1: It's the piggy power.
0: That is freaking piggy power, man. Forty contact, forty-five power, thirty-five eye. Wait. Okay, wait. Who's that? Uh, storm catcher. He actually looks really good. Oh, Miss uh, Masang or yeah. Masangin, Masangin or something like that. that. I have. Sure I have. I have a funny story about him. So, I was actually like extremely close to trading for him this off season, and giving up uh, my catching prospect, uh, Ben Benzaire, who was also the top catching prospect in the league. But last second, I actually backed out of it, um, and I guess I'm kind of glad about that because at the time, I had Masang King with. Uh, 70 catcher ability, and now my scout sees him as 65, so that's pretty pog for me. I mean, Ben here only has 60, from what I can see, too. He does have more power, but that's I'm sure true. He's actually objectively a better player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, OS, OS, I'm I more argument, I guess, OSA as I'm ranked as the highest catcher prospect. I would I would maybe argue that my uh next best catching prospect uh Bin Yasin is a better
2: catcher like long term.
1: Okay. Um I have an interesting question. Um I guess starting with you, Mitch. Um, what's one interesting player you think is going to get traded by the end of this deadline?
0: Ooh, uh, Corey McDermott. I think with the whole SD situation, um, I-, I think it's really just a matter of time. I mean, even even if SD stays, and even though his name is Corey. <laughs> Um, I think trading McDermott just makes makes too much sense, um, and then like, it just doubly makes it more likely. Um, if a new GM takes over, because if I'm a new GM that comes, um, comes and takes over Kyoto, I'm thinking like, all right, I have some pieces here, but I think it's pretty. Evident, I don't have what it takes to, like, reach the championship, the World Series. So, I mean, I would say McDermott and Swartz get shipped out for major, major, major prospect halls. Um, specifically Swartz, just because of his pedigree and everything.
1: Interesting. Yeah, um I think Kyoto will be a big seller at the deadline. Um I guess if things keep not going their way, um seeing they're below five hundred right now. Um and another player I think I guess in my opinion would be on the move is Willie Delarosa from Chicago. Um he's thirty two years old. Um and I think if Hydra was to trade Delarosa, La Rosa, um, this would be the time to do it. Um, Chicago, I guess they're still right in the middle of the wildcard race. But if things start going south for them, um, you know, maybe if their lineup, I guess, with pieces like Will Fisher keeps underperforming. Um, I guess I could see Willie Delarosa on the move.
0: Yeah, I can I can definitely see that as well. Um I would actually argue that I think a different player on Chicago has, is more likely to get traded being uh Roberto Zamora. I know that Zamora's already been <coughs> already been in talks with at least two teams that I'm aware of. Um, which makes a lot of sense when you have a guy that's Historically, over his career, done really well. Just put up basically his probably best year in PBO last season. Um, And he has 75 control, according to my scout, which it's kind of hilarious. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, that's, that's valuable in itself. Granted, he has a pretty large contract, but you have to remember that 20% 20% of it's retained. So well, I guess my like dark horse ec- expectation for Zamora is him to actually get traded to uh Albuquerque. Because since Albuquerque just traded away um, Morales to Cali, that kind of just fills that that void that Morales left left behind and could really help uh, the space critters eventually reach the finals.
1: And I guess I wanted to mention this. Um, Dawig, I saw you posted on your trade block that, um, Rich Dirks would be available after June fifteenth. Um, so I'm kind of wondering like the thought process behind that. you know, you just signed this man for three hundred fifty million dollars. Um, I mean, as you said, you zeroed out your player development to sign him. Um, how come you're looking to move on from him so soon?
3: Well, what it comes down to really is, in my opinion, when it comes to money in PBO, either you use it, it doesn't do anything at all and of course we have player development all that's nice but for me what matters more to me is that you need to get top quality players and you need to be able to get top quality prospects and so I believe that at least if I could find a decent offer for Dirk's looking at his contract 50% retained that'd be like a huge steal because he'd be even cheaper than Rojas over that length of time not to mention his team options and all that so as far as valuation goes, I mean, at this point, like of course, Lamanti is, you know, they're not really going anywhere this season or maybe even the next season. But I think it it matters more if hey, someone comes in, you know, contenders saying we have the money, we have the space, we think Dirks can, you know, p- produce at a previous level on a actually good team who's ready to go around him. Which you, at this point, looking at his ratings, you think he'd still be able to do that. So, if a contender came in, yeah, I could definitely see them saying, okay, we'll give you some prospects, picks, whatever. Like, this is a great contract we can take on. Because, of course, free agency next year, and I think even the year after that, it's pretty weak. So, given that he's a better player, he's durable, and he's going to be way better than anything else on the market right now, you got to think, hey, this is a great deal.
0: I I got a... A question also about uh, Dirks to you, Dawick. Yep. How likely do you think Dirks actually opts in after this season, since he does have a player
3: opt out? I think it's hundred percent. Wow! Especially not- after the Rojas. There's no reason for him to opt out. We get it because look at how he's look at how he's going right now. Right, what is he on PS4? Like, 4.4 war? And this is on a team, you know, that's not the best scoring team. So he's not going to rack up those RBIs or runs. He's going to get his hits and maybe even some runs. But his production is going to be capped like it it wouldn't be on a, you know, actually competitive team. So knowing that, this guy is going to have to take the 70 mil because that's way above the average. And he's going to say, okay, it's guaranteed, whatever, I don't care. So you're not worried at all he he pulls a uh, Omar Rojas? There's no reason for him to. He's being paid above. The only reason why he would opt out is if he felt he could be paid more. In this case, I I think even the game recognizes he won't be paid more. I guess my only,
0: like, counter-argument to you there is um, Rojas went from his guaranteed nineteen million dollar year to fifty two million that he opts out of. And now for me, he's his absolute best season, he's gonna be making forty six million. So definitely. I feel like I feel like the chances are, are definitely higher than zero percent. And I would actually say they're like decently likely
3: after everything that happened with Rojas, with a guaranteed yearly salary, eighteen million above what Rojas was supposed to get in a season where he's underperforming. Yeah, the un-
0: the underperforming is kind of kind of nice for you. <laughs> like it's not even underperforming, really. Like the dude's OPS plus is one forty five. Anybody would take that. Yeah, but, which
3: yeah. why. Um yeah why think hey if a team came with, to me with the right offer you know it's on the table for sure for sure
1: i think I think in the opt out case um one thing you are forgetting is the memes. um <laughs> 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 rich Dirks could he could create a lot of chaos if he simply opted out of that contract um and also maybe he's just looking at the free agency class, and he's like, I want to be nice to all these gems. I want to give them something to spend their money on.
3: <laughs>
0: he does have high greed.
1: Well, exactly.
3: Yeah, but even then, like I'd argue i still come out the winner, because then I wouldn't have to pay him this. I could actually have a player development budget.
0: Yeah, but you could have done that without having him this year, too.
3: Okay, so there's a part of that I haven't mentioned, but my development budget was supposed to be at like 20, but since you know the export didn't go through at the right time, that meant I couldn't set it to 20, so I was stuck at 6 million. So now I have like 20 mil- or 12 million in budget space just sitting here. Oh, so we could see a big splash in uh, IFA from you. Yeah, nice. I mean, I'm I think. I haven't signed a single international free agent since I've been in the PTO.
0: That's an interesting stra- strategy.
3: Well, I mean, as a te- even before, like they set the budget floor. Like, how are you going to outpay someone who regularly spends like ten, fifteen million dollars in IFA?
0: Yeah, Brazil does do that, so that is tough.
1: Have you guys seen um, North Pole's recent IFA signings?
0: Yeah, only because you pointed it out to me. That's, yeah, that's kind of hilarious. So, but Dawg, you should look at it.
1: Like two sims <laughs> ago, it looks like North Pole offered like ten different IFAs. And they went like fifteen million over the cap to sign a bunch of like twenty forties. What? So,
0: I think I had one of them as a forty-five, oh, and then the yeah. rest, yeah, like forty and below.
3: Is that uh, in transactions or?
0: If you go to free agents and then international amateur free agent.
3: Wait, but I can't see that. the The tab doesn't come up. You don't have OTP pulled up. No, I have OTP pulled up, but I oh. thought you'd normally see that on like, you know, the blue red thing that's says in international
0: uh, Yeah, yeah. Don't click don't click uh, PBE online. If you click the if you go to League Transactions on the very right hand side, click that. Then you'll go to the free agents tab and then international amateur free agent. Huh.
3: Wait, why? Yeah, but I thought they're on AI, aren't they? Uh actually
0: I did some uh investigation myself and if you go to the export tracker, um they've actually had an export. Uh and it was only like four days ago too.
3: Yeah, but I thought they were giving up their team. Yeah.
0: Mount mouse did say that, but So, so, so did S <laughs> D. Well, I don't
3: know, know, because uh, I remember Didn't Hydra specifically say this? Yeah. That we had two openings, so... I mean, to me, this looks like, hey, I don't know what's going on here, but, you know, something's kind of sus here.
0: Uh, it It was from their IP. So... I think it's more just Mouse being bored and, like, probably looking at his farm system, seeing that he doesn't have much...
1: It kind of and... for the next GM low. Like, imagine yeah, that... the next FA class is like filled with twenty eighties because <laughs> they spent all their money on twenty forties. They can't get any.
0: Yeah, that that would be
1: unfortunate. Actually, wait. If you go to like the North Pole page too, um, if you see Bilal Lutfi. Um, so he has a three-week injury, but he's on the 60-day DL right now.
0: What the heck? That's their best player, too. And putting him on the 60 doesn't even allow somebody to trade him. That's kind of crazy. Also, he's a former wing wingnut boy.
1: All
2: right, I'm back.
0: He's Finally,
1: just, he's just going for uh, the Disneyland strat this year. We're I just think, going full tank.
0: Yeah, I think he's going for the full tank. Which team are you talking about? Uh, North Pole.
1: Okay, Wombat, we looked, and um, there's this this player North Pole has um, Bilal Lutfi. Um,
0: their best player. Don't forget to add that.
1: Yeah, so okay. he suffered he suffered a four week injury a week ago, but he's been placed on the sixty day DL.
2: What's he doing? And
0: Wait, he, he also offered like ten different IFAs. Oh yeah, I saw that as well. I wasn't sure whether that was him that was like some weird I uh AI thing or if it was just him doing weird stuff i don't know we have a question does the uh service time the service time clock doesn't stop if you put him on the 60 day IL right no okay because if if that was that could have been a defendable move i suppose but yeah that's that's just
1: weird i guess maybe maybe what he's trying to do um is he's placing Lepfey on the 60-day DL specifically so he doesn't get hurt again. And then um, when those two months come up, um, it'll be right around the trade deadline. Maybe he's trying to keep him healthy for an offer at the trade deadline. I don't know.
0: That's big brain. That's some 4D chess.
3: Wait, why? That's weird. So my scout, he lists him as a 65, but then I go to his profile page and it's a 50.
0: There are some weird things where the scouting report differs from the, uh, like what you see on the player page, because I think either the one of them hasn't updated oh, yet or something. It's also because he's playing out of position, so he's actually a centerfielder, right. and he's listed as a right There's Probably more of it. But I know sometimes if the ratings like contact and eye and stuff are, look different, it's just because one of them hasn't updated. Yeah, I'd say the tank is in. Tank, 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 tank. Honestly, tanking for one season, if you're not trading away like good long-term players, isn't a bad strategy for this team.
3: True. So you're saying the manatee strat? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: With Dustin Hanson's strat.
3: Hey, Dustin Hanson's an elite center fielder. <laughs> who, elite did I even, who did I even get back
0: from you? I only got a third round pick. Yeah. Damn.
3: Hanson goaded. But now I have nothing, like nowhere to put him. And Davey didn't want to trade for him.
1: I'm trying to trade for one of your other players, but.
3: But you t- you told me oh. the exact pick value. And then you know what this player's value is, and they're the same.
1: I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna give up a first grade. <laughs> but you
3: but you said yourself this is the rating I would expect, and this guy is that rating, and he's fully developed, and he has years to go on his arbitration and contract. Correct. No sense,
0: dude. He doesn't want to get roasted in the in the in the channels after the trade.
3: Yeah, for acquiring like a huge position of me. That's not huge. I guess it is. He's look at who he's playing there right now.
1: <laughs> I saw how DG got flamed for trading first for Bubba Byers.
0: And so, I got
3: flamed for yo, trading. Bubba Byers
0: first. is a 60 overall though. Okay, that was largely because it was just with Mitch though. Also, Bubba Byers is A better hitter with a better track record, I'd say. Yeah. Bob Byers put a back to back 5.7 seasons. Weird to see it, but like it's slightly defendable. Like if you look at his past production.
1: Fair. But he also traded with Mitch and anybody who does that. It makes an absolute loss, but. Corrupt, evil, (laughs) terrible GM.
0: Is that why Baker's doing so good this year?
1: He's doing well in Brooklyn. Yeah. Honestly, how's, like, how's Mercado
0: been doing? Hasn't he been doing good?
1: He's, he's <laughs> doing well, very so well, honestly. Um, he's he's already got one war so far in right field, and the hitting across the board is very nice.
0: Yeah, I mean Mercado's really good, and like, okay, he's not really good. He's good, but. What makes him really good in my mind is that you're only paying him $5 million a year. Great. And you haven't locked up for two more seasons after this. That's pretty pog for you. And I think Davey's lineup is very much uh, weaker against, uh, what is it, lefties, right? Yeah. Just from What I've been hearing. Yeah. So he he's he's a, uh, provides a good balance that way.
3: Yeah. The elite brian robinson i'm
0: a little sad because the guy that i got back from trading baker to the knights is like uh regressed since i got him so can i just put that on a then yes actually he traded him for me in the first place so i'm gonna take credit for that
1: <laughs> wow so technically wombat fleeced mitch is what you say yeah. Yeah, not even technically, just factory. You know. That's just Straight how it
3: works. Yeah, yeah, it's the kingly arc, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mitch even wins the trades. He doesn't make like um, I was talking about this, but um, Rich Jones is out for the next four months with the show. Oh yeah, um, and coincidentally, he happened to get injured the first time against Wichita. <laughs> so, wait, do you wanna? It's kind of, of sus.
0: Why don't you? Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Wombat knows the whole scenario, but why don't you kind of walk, uh, Dalwig through the potential Rich Jones for two-on-woo trade? Oh, I,
3: I, yeah, I remember hearing about this.
1: Yeah. So, um, I remember after I traded for the number two pick with, um, uh, with LGM and Beaver, um. So I had the the number two overall pick, and this is is the big reason why it took me so long to make the pick. But Mitch came up to me; he's like, I, "I'm I'm interested in trading for number two. and then he offers me Woo for um, number two plus Rich Jones. Mhm. Um, which in hindsight, um, I if I had a do-over, I would make that trade, knowing that Rich Jones would be <laughs> injured. Like almost all of the season. Um
0: and that we could be extended for this cheap.
1: <sighs> yeah. He's he's he has a dirt cheap extension, which I did not expect, but I guess low greed. Um the
0: Wichita are robbing their players blind. Hey, they're just loyal.
1: Corrupt Wichita. High
0: loyalty. High loyalty,
1: low greed. How did Bolanos extend for that cheap? That's what I'm upset about.
0: You wanna, you wanna know the kind of funny thing is, is uh, like Bolanos was kind of like the, the, the one that went down the most. So it started out Bolanos asking for like 23 million over 10 years with like a player opt out in the middle, and then I was like, LOL, nah, let me make this 10 years with two team opt outs. And you're gonna also get eighteen point five, and then he was like, "Yeah, let's do that." He's not a chad. Then I then I save the game, right? I go to on Wu, and Tuon and Wu only starts out at twenty two million, so I'm like, fantastic! I'm about to get him cheaper than Bolanos, and uh, Wu also already had baked in my. Uh, Two team options on top of that. But unknow- unknowingly to me, uh, Wu was like, Yeah, you're going to have to pay me the same as Bolanos. So I-, I relented.
1: Wow, how greedy of him.
0: Very much so.
1: Can't believe it. But yeah, I had the chance to trade Wu for an injury prone player, Rich Jones. In the you second a chance record. to make the Gibu meme come true, yeah, you'd, you would have
0: been hailed as a hero. I just well, to not really, because I would have had to trade with you to make it happen, but still. I, I, and then, and then I wasn't even gonna take Thielman, I was gonna take Antonio Gonzalez
1: because of that eye, which loves his eye. I still think Fieldman is better. Okay, wait. This. I just checked. My scout has
0: his uh, contact or potential contact jumping up to fifty. So that's actually huge for him. For Gonzalez, I, yeah. I expected that to happen, but I had it at like forty-five for, for a while, or forty or forty-five. Yeah. Andy's already enable, able, like hitting decently, which is good to see.
1: Hey, okay, so He's it's Fieldman. Okay,
0: but Chad Gary Dunn is in double-A. And hitting even better. Like okay. alien, are you talking oh. about Alien? Yeah.
1: He's never going to develop. Just look at his personality.
0: True. Okay, But here the thing is, when you look at his player page, there are so many positions listed that it pushes his personality down, and you can't read it unless you scroll down. So huh? I just never scroll, look at it. Speaking of having every single fucking position listed, Jeff Brown was that way too. And look at him, look at that scrub, right, Mac? Dude, dude. So, Jeff Brown automatically makes Gary Dunn the the second worst first overall pick, even if he busts. <laughs> now I gotta introduce you to Katsuburo Ryu. Oh yeah, his name is. Was Safford a first overall? Uh, Safford was like third overall. Okay, I but if you search uh, Ryu RYU. Oh, yeah, I him. I've, uh, Yeah, I've seen the memes about him before. But that was, I feel like that was a lot of a lot an in injury, though, wasn't it? it? It was, but I've never seen a player as an eighteen year old be listed as an eighty potential to as a twenty year old be listed to a twenty potential. He's basically the reverse Tim Stanger. <laughs> his elbow just like fell apart. It was the wait, who was that um you know the Yankees pitcher in like two thousand or something? I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I just remember seeing like an article or a Twitter tweet about him. Uh-huh. Who like broke his arm in a bar fight or something. He was supposed to be like the next greatest pitcher, and then he just never pitched again. It was like that. Yeah, I mean, Ryu couldn't find, Ryu couldn't find the strike zone if his life depended on it. Twenty-five control pog. I have a pitcher question. It's about. It's just about uh, promoting a player. Uh, should I promote Worley to Triple A? AAA? Uh, let me take a look at you, boy. All right. Um. Yes. Yes, you should, and here's sure. why. He's, He's would have been doing yeah. way better than he did the year before. Um, and I guess this is how I view whether pitchers, um, should be promoted. But when they have strikeout numbers to show, that's like their way of like being like, "Yeah, I, I had this down." And like 12.5k per 9 obviously shows right. that. That's interesting. My worry is just it's a small sample size, and I don't know, I'm worried the walks will come back, but actually if I'm looking at it, for his ratings relative to each league, the walks don't actually change. Actually, I don't think anything changes really between the leagues when you look at like the relative for the levels. The so. stuff does, but yeah, not the movement or control between AA or AAA. At least for me. Uh yeah, it changes for me, but not versus each individual handedness. So I'm yeah. guessing it just means it's a tad higher. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and promote him. Yeah, it's it's definitely ready for promotion. Okay, then here's the bigger brain question. Do you think he, he'll reach the majors by the by the end of the season? Like do you think he'll be ready for a call up basically? For a
3: September call up? I think so. Do you want my hot take? I think he would sure. be ready for the major leagues now. I actually don't a hundred percent disagree with Dawig because for two main reasons: one, is he better than your fifth starter? And I would say, eh, maybe, or at least.
0: I, I have a bunch of, I have six or seven pitchers who are probably all like around the same talent level. I'd say.
3: Yeah, but what I mean, of- what I mean is, at least for your fifth starter whoever um you feel you could slot in there do you think that there's st- his stuff you know it's obviously major league ready do you think that his stuff you know he'd be able to live with like the control he has and the movement he has and i think yeah he'd do okay like he wouldn't be mind-blowing but yeah to war yeah you could probably get that out of him. i think honestly
0: he would play better out of the bullpen just because of the low control. But then, is even worth putting there considering how many innings. Like, well, that'll be a smaller role he'll play. I guess it's mm-hmm. just my take. I don't know. I say you just call him up.
3: Like Ken Banks should be for Baku. Yeah, find oh, Ken Banks. Well, because um, another like small thing Wombat to consider is that pitcher salaries are inflated. So if you call him up you already have the service time clock ticking, so you can extend them earlier. And at a cheaper price, because it's probably not going to perform as well as he would have otherwise.
0: It's actually a huge brain take. Then there's also the other thing, where there's a potential of him getting traded anyway, so then it's not even worth a- asking. True. So does that mean the Wombats are buyers or sellers? Sellers for everybody but Josh Long. All right. Seriously though, I'm probably looking to buy, but for a long-term player, uh, preferably either a pitcher or
1: possibly an infielder, but not very likely.
2: Um. I actually have a question for Mitch, but it's kind of
0: not private, but I don't know if it should be in the podcast so I'll, I'll ask uh, that later uh you could ask it that's fine uh, Kyoto, well okay he said that you told him that he could, shouldn't make trades because you know he might be leaving. I told him that he should any trades he should make he he makes probably have a uh, council approval is what is what I told him. I said that's probably like uh, just just best for Well, just his words are round. I've been told I might not be able to trade. And I was like, okay, oh, did Hydra tell you that? And he was like, no, Mitch. Yeah, I don't no, know. I'll, pu- I'll pull up my DMs from him, but I'm almost positive. That's why I told him. I just don't know whether he got the wrong impression from that or whether he just decided he probably shouldn't, or I don't know. Right. Uh. There it is. Let's see. Uh, He put somebody on the trade block, and I, of course, did my thing. Messaged him and said, Gib. And then he he replied, I'm honestly not sure I'm allowed to trade. And I said, yeah, I don't know if you are either, to be honest. Probably would have to be council approved if I had to guess. He said, sad. The only way I'm staying in the league is by rebuilding. My team is cursed by injuries. And that ended that conversation. Yeah, that's... Wait. Weird. Okay, so if he could... Like, he is—he might stay in the league is what I heard from that. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I really don't know. I, I didn't know how to take it. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like... I mean, when he, he's saying he's leaving, like, I thought he was just gonna peace out of the server, but then, like, he's still here. And, like, I mean, I want yeah, him to stay, but like, I, I, I want understand. him to stay too. Because, yeah. I mean, Kyoto just like when you think of Kyoto, you think of SD Core. Yeah, also, kind of, I, I trust him to, if he's trading away players. I would trust him more than a new GM, honestly. I know that it should be up to the new GM just because right. the have to deal with the consequences but I would trust him more to make the trade I suppose. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, like what I really wish would happen is he hire a co-GM and just be like, "Hey, like can you run the team? Don't make please don't make any like major decisions without like consulting me first. Um, which of course isn't going to sound too great to anybody but like well i think he did that and then he realized that i mean i'm just speculating here but i think he realized that he actually does kind of want to stay and make moves i don't know but then also doesn't maybe have like the time yeah. very, very active i don't know uh, it's 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 just it's a tough deal all around Okay, but the the real victim of this is me because I'm being held up on trades. And then Gamma keeps DMing me, and I feel bad because I don't have an update for him. And now <laughs> I have three different teams. And I'm waiting a response from Gamma so I can answer them. It's all right. My last conversation with SD Core was yesterday, and it went like this Hey, SD, has Blank talked to you about the possibility? of taking over for you with Kyoto. I just wanted to reach out to make sure you were okay about it, and I'd heard from him. And then SD replied saying, I'd heard from him, but not much else. I've been a bit busy lately. And then I replied saying, I gotcha. What are your thoughts on it all? And I was left with the crickets. So I, I, I can imagine that your trade talks have gone similarly.
2: I kind of want to talk trades, but then
0: also I know that I shouldn't leak details from GMs. Well, actually, I think Gamma would be fine, but I don't know about the other GMs. Dang, uh, Walla Walla making moves. Are you trying to make a trade with me? No, I haven't even. Have I even reached out to you on any player since the embargo? I probably... Uh, the
2: well,
0: that was... At, no, the embargo was when Chad like started it that was after the three way trade mm, that sounds like technicality if you ask me no 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 the chad chad did the the embargo
1: like after the playoffs i think
0: you should trade me <clears throat> uh manatee legend Aldebert, amalone
2: Yikes. Or or or
0: yeah. wingnuts legend. Bring him back home, Chris Gilliland. Okay, Gilliland is actually like a ready specialist at this point. Honestly, I think I could use a ready specialist. With have you seen my bullpen? I have not. Okay, look at problem- my, look at my bullpen stats. You not, for not, not pug. Okay, you're not right, talking. Okay, your aren't doing so well. <laughs> I guess the problem was I signed him for so cheap because he released him at one point, and I was like, okay, for one mil, i on like for like three years, like he's easily worth ne- worth that. Like no matter what happens, yeah, yeah. So, and you know he has been worth that, I suppose, because he's been he's been able to pitch innings. That's all that one's worth that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he hasn't been as good as his ratings suggested he would be. So I'm kind of left in a tough spot. It's weird because, like, he's getting the strikeouts that he needs, but he's given up way more homers than, like, what his ratings suggest. And in so, the like, stadium as well. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's hard to chalk it up, but I, I really want to chalk it up to, like, just unfortunate. When is Davy's Davy gonna come back? Davy destroyed his computer. kicked the wires? I'm gonna have to take over the lamers by myself.
2: Sorry, I got I got distracted.
0: (laughs) Um Okay, I guess let's let's move on to, like, a, a PBE conversation. And Dawes can have no idea, I guess, but... Uh, Wombo, how good do you feel about uh, New Orleans' chances of winning the East? Uh, testing has... Well, actually, I have not done a single bit of testing, <laughs> besides rough testing for my build, but testing has shown that, like, all three teams, the Voyagers... Tauros and uh will be like it, I think they average basically like a game apart in yep. real order, honestly. So it, it's it'll be up to just luck entirely. Um you have said Nola's favorite. And I think they have more actives. Like we'll be consistently updating throughout the season, which could be a factor, but I like honestly, I have no idea. I I don't Nola, but the Voyager's rotation is the strongest, I think, in terms of like mm-hmm. top top end talent and uh just overall like Yeah, they uh, have Cho, they have Cho yeah, and uh Siver. Uh, Noah's He's rotation is kinda weak, but they have much better or not much better, but better defense and uh a better bullpen. I I feel. And then Toros are kinda in the middle with definitely, I think, top-end uh, rotation talent, but not as good as the Voyagers, obviously. So, it's, it's I have, I have no idea how the season will go. I honestly am not entirely as invested, just because it's Barker's last year, and I'm just here for the stats. But I'm definitely cheering for the no
2: Uh
0: Where are, are you? You're going to be in the rotation, right? You're not going to pull a Dusty Collins, are you? I'm in the bullpen.
3: Wow, okay, man.
0: You're in the bullpen for real?
2: Yeah. Were Shut the remember? hell
0: up. Why? I'm, because I'm lower TP than I think all the other starters. You have... Uh, oh, I guess it's showing your... Uh, I'm at like nine. Okay. All right, and never mind. I, I take it back. I take it back. Also, they built their defense, I think. Even if I was like a little bit higher, their pitchers or their yeah their pitchers would still be a better option. I think Wilson Phillips was saying he whatever he he did not want one of his starters switching back to a reliever and then having to switch back to a starter as well. I don't know something like that. Did you ever uh did you ever use your arc change? Yeah, I did because uh, I had this stupid idea that the uh, the power was the power arc at the beginning, right? That was trash. Uh-huh. And I was using that, and I actually had a couple decent seasons because the DBS defense was so good that I was like, you know, I actually want to be good. So I switched to the meta at the time, but I switched too late for it to be free. So yeah, that was when I used my first arch so not So you can't switch to reliever archetype? No, I can switch to... Really, that's a position swap. I can switch to reliever, yeah. Oh. I just can't switch to, like, a flamethrower reliever. Oh, well, then you should do that, right? No, I said I can't. Yeah, no, I'm I... not saying you should switch to Flamethrower, okay, but yeah. you should I still have, switch to switch. Reliever. You you didn't process my update last week, which is why. It's because you weren't on the team roster. It's not my fault. Hey, you're, you're head updater. You could have been like, you need to do this. Well, I assumed you would because it's your job. But I did my job. Which is take care of all the people and the updates for Nola. Your job is to update Nola, and you did not complete that. (laughs) Wow. I feel like. Oh, wait, there's Davey. Is Davey alive?
1: This is all bitch's fault.
0: Oh, shit, he's got the potato mic. He's got the potato mic on the potato computer.
2: Edge, I actually have
0: a question for you about the wing nuts. If you, unless you want to talk more about PVE. Oh, I'm good about that. Okay, so you've recently traded away a lot of your top prospects, I think. Indeed, I haven't looked at your farm, so I'm gonna. But I just remember thinking about this: like, which one of your top prospects? I'd say maybe like at the top hundred or hundred fifty. Do uh, you think has the biggest future, or you are highest on? Just because you traded or drafted a bunch of them recently, I feel. Um, it's a guy that you uh, that you commented on. I think I asked for your opinion on him. And it's actually uh, Pedro Martinez. Not just because the name or the fact that he also has the OP organic nickname. But nickname OP. Indeed. But, like, in all reality, um, he's the guy that could, like, turn into just an absolute stud because he throws five pitches. and. Like the two worst have fifty five potential um with the three best I'll be in sixty five and above so like that's that's super good to see on my end. It also already looks like his stuff is at a forty and he's only twenty years old, so I actually and so I currently have his stuff potential at sixty five personally, I'd see him. Having a very realistic shot at end, ending up at seventy uh, stuff, being like a seventy fifty fifty five pitcher, which would be really freaking good. Obviously, interesting. I think the risk is still with low movement and control, which neither my scout nor I say is real fond of. Yeah, it's it's it looks like OSA sees him worse than I do. OSA already has his stuff potential at seventy, um, but I, I'm currently for me, I have his movement at fifty and his control at fifty. And, oh yeah, I I have forty five and forty. So, ah, yeah, and I mean, I, like it's it's short season A stats, so take it as you will. But he's not walking what? hires at. He's not walking batters at too high of a at too high of a rate. That's interesting. I I didn't really uh, take into account what Gamma was talking about about stats being a future indicator of
1: uh, you know rating
0: or development or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 true to an extent, but it's also just small sample size. I think, I think it's much more true with pitchers than
3: hitters. Personally, Um, wait. So, kind of going off of that, do you think that might be why, like Amir's, like strikeouts might be so low because I've limited him to eighty pitches a game? Who Amir? You know the yeah. Oh. Uh... Because like I know, I started doing this uh, last time where I go through manually and I go through my uh, top pitching prospects and I limit their uh, pitch count to eighty. Right. I for me, I think eighty
0: is a little bit low to have a starting pitcher on a pitch count. I, I do that just for injuries. Cause well, you yeah, know that's on, why even on even on injuries, I would put it at ninety personally. Um, that's just my. I was, talking with and he was saying like. Basically, that's like one of the bigger reasons for uh, just getting injuries, essentially. It like, was one of the bigger factors.
3: Right.
0: Limited, like, yeah. They get tired, yeah.
3: Yeah, because I noticed um, AI, their default is 80. So. There,
0: it's it's 80 at Rookie League, but if you um, keep your eye on it, it actually will go
3: all the way up to like 105 at AAA. A yeah but to me, that's ice. like if you're playing a guy who's not durable at that like level, like you gotta get him out of there.
0: No, no, I agree, and that's why I think is kind of that sweet spot to where he realistically has a pretty decent chance of pitching six innings in a game, whereas with the eighty it's gonna be really tough for him to even get a quality start like just for Emir. I'm I'm looking at his ratings like relative to the league. Uh, he has 50 stuff uh, relative to Double A, and still 50 stuff relative to I think High A. So I'm just thinking that his stuff, like, just isn't as as developed, is all. Yeah, Yeah. I think that slider once it takes the eventual jump that it certainly will have, or that That it, it, I would say I would say that it needs to make. He needs to
3: make that jump in the slider this year. Mm. Yeah, um, but personally, I like—I think you guys know this. I like to overplay guys rather than underplay them. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, I still have him as a—I'm as a 60 overall. So I don't. There's nothing to be concerned about right now. Maybe you hold your breath if he still looks the same come. Yeah, and this come is come also. Like i say, like, it's 24 innings, so it'll probably even yeah. out. He's also not really like a uh, big strikeout pitcher, from what I see. He looks like a really balanced pitcher. And the fact that uh, he's not going to strike out tons of hitters, but. He's going to limit home runs and he's going to mm. limit free passes. Oh, speaking of balanced pitchers, I have one that I have. I, I actually really like as a pitcher, but I also have concerns about his pitch mix, which is uh, Modica.
2: He, uh, I think how do you he,
0: spell it? It's M O D I C A. Uh, He's also on, I think, my, one of my top three prospects. If you just go to the Walla Walla page, you can see it too. Oh, wow. Yeah. 55, 55, 55. Which mm-hmm. is the pitch mix. I'm concerned that... Okay, so maybe I've just been obsessing over this recently, but just uh, pitchers turning into, like, borderline starters or bullpen-slash-emergency-starting pitchers. Because I feel like that happens... It's, it's not always clearly defined, like, why that happens. Like, if you have, don't have three pitches with this, you know, kind of rating... Uh, or if, you know, one of these pitches isn't high enough. Okay. Just kind of... If you look at Renee De La Rosa, he should not be starting at all. Right. And yet he has a borderline starting pitch, like, projected role. So that makes me think that some of, you know, that suggested role thing is kind of wonky. But then at the same time, like, from my experience in OTP, if it says that they're borderline or bullpen emergency, they do considerably worse than if they're a starter. So I'm just, I don't know. I've I mean, what, which could just project to different roles, I guess. I mean, I, I, I like him as a prospect. I think, obviously, just like you, his potential is overhyped. He's not at 65. Um, and that's just because he's stamina, which, you and yeah, I it's both agree with is, is overrated. But what I do like is o- OSA likes his control. Yep. Yeah, more than my scout does, so I can see control being a little higher. Yeah, I could see I could see him eventually being like a 55-55-60 for sure. I don't, I don't know. So and you're, you're curious if... i was just curious what you think about his pitch mix, just as what do you think that will develop into a starter kind of mix, or I don't know, whether, like assuming the slider develops or if you think it does. I'll just leave it at this, that if you're wanting to trade him, I'm interested. Okay, I'm not trading him to you. No, don't trade him to Mitch, trade him to me instead. Oh. What did you do to your computer?
2: Is my mic messed up?
0: Yes sounds like you're fucking stuck in your computer. What the fuck was that? It sounded like you were just, <laughs> I don't know, like, speaking through, like, a metal mask or something. Yo, Dawig, you did an activity check? That's Pog.
3: Yeah, a uh, person man asked me to update, so I was like, okay. Oh, we're a nice guy. I mean, like, I will at the person name. Like, you know, he brought me into Death Valley, and, you know, I really appreciate the team. Did you have you won a ring with Death Valley yet? Yeah, r- r- I think it was when I came back okay. the first season. I didn't and, know it yeah, r- it was a season where everyone was, you know, complaining, like, why did I go to a team to be earlier?
0: Why did you? Because relieving OP.
3: No, it wasn't that. He wasn't built well enough to be a starter. It wasn't that either. I think it was, um, if I remember at the time, you had a bunch of big free agents like Blue Line, LGM, and I guess in the expansion draft, Nate Pearson. But at least for me, like I think I was the first person to sign, so that really got everything else going. But for me, why I wanted to be a reliever instead of a starter, because I was more interested in like, hey, my player career hasn't really gone that well, so why don't I try something new? In this case, something new was you know the stopper role as a starter archetype. You should just be Bolanos, aka Built Different. I mean, Plus I mean, my first season there, I was third over third in a really rare the year voting. So nice. Do you
0: believe that Bolanos will reach one war in PBE? Depends. Oh, actually, I actually think he will, because he pitches so many innings as well.
3: Yeah. Well, that and I think... Um... Keep this in mind, I'll be in the stopper role, so I'll probably get just over 100 innings this year. Yeah, it's not just that. With like, the way archetypes are now, I think they're just more beneficial to pitchers now than they ever were. So At least like hitters have been nerfed. Well, it's not just that, but, because I mean, with all, like, Knuckleball nerf, like, that was the start, like, you know, where there's a shift back to batters, but then with, like, the whole new archetype system, you know, that went back to favoring pitchers again. Like, especially with power, pow- all the power archetypes, like, they're crazy, you
0: now. Okay,
3: so I got, a, I got a PBE-related question for you then,
0: Yeah. Okay. If you could change one archetype in PBE,
3: what would it be, and what would you change it to? trying to remember i think i brought up this point to a, a few people it was either the junk ball archetype or the control freak because i remember going into the stats and it was like hey this this shouldn't really exist yeah, it's probably the junk baller.
0: cuz i yeah. think it's hilarious that the junk bowler can reach 100 stuff was either okay, sacrificing a bunch i think uh uh-uh. uh you can or you have to be... Or I mean, that's at, like, max. You'll have to it? you have to get it at basically, uh... Like, 1700 TPE?
3: Like, what I Don't remember... Do you have to max velo?
0: Do what? Would you have to max VLO? Yeah, you have to max VLO. Yeah, but that's, like... I mean, I wouldn't say it's a great investment, honestly, but, mm-hmm. like, results-wise versus other stuff.
3: Yeah, I, I can't remember which uh, exact archetype it was, but I know at the time, like, when they first came out, I was... I was like, "Hey, this is exactly like the old finesse archetype. Why wouldn't you be this?"
0: I think yeah. it was. It, it might is, have been junkball. Junkball is is finesse. Yeah, I think it, yeah. yeah. Junkball's just low, some lower pitch caps than before, and obviously the rules about circle changes and needing fastball pitches like nerfed that.
3: Yeah, like I think the new meta now is you start out as like a power reliever, uh, you know, like. Well, I mean, if you were, like, truly a max earner, I think the way you would go about it is you start out as a power reliever. You max out that archetype, and then you transition to starter later. Like, you whether know, that's junk baller or Finesse or yep. whatever. You know,
0: Dawik, I might just take your advice on that.
3: <laughs> well, I'm going to be recreating soon, <laughs> so I might do that myself. I think, legitimately, Control
0: Freak uh, might be better if you have a bad defense behind you, but definitely if you have a good defense, the junk baller is, like, the best.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, I think it was Rabid with his old, I think he recreated, but with his old player who was like in Detroit, you know, with expansion New Orleans, they had no defense, but he was either, I think it was Control Freak, but, you know, he put up a decent season because, you know, control and movement really help when your defense isn't there.
0: Yep. I would say that Flamethrower Reliever needs to be nerfed. Like, What I've been able to do with Bolano should not be done, period. In general, I want... I mean, I know it's just because of the schedule, but I hate relievers getting that many innings. Yeah, I mean, that definitely is due to the schedule, but I think it's more due to the fact that Flamethrower is able to get 40 stamina. Like, people don't realize how big of a difference 30 to 40 is. I, I actually was not aware that it was different until, like... I don't know, somebody pointed it un, until like the uh season where uh some um, basically went Doug and was another reliever uh, broke my ERA record, I think. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was implemented because uh VLO mm-hmm. tends to drain pitchers of Stamina more or oh, strikeouts strikeouts take more pitches, that's why. Yeah. Um and and I, I get that and I think that there sh- it should be higher, but forty seems high to me. I'd I'd lower it to thirty five personally. And then uh I would actually because the flamethrower starting pitcher build can't get above ninety eight to a hundred, but then the reliever build can go two over that. I would change the update scale, so those last two uh VLO updates, like cost a little bit extra.
3: Yeah, but then you go into the problem with you know, that's the whole point of the build is to get velocity. Like that's the only reason why the build exists, basically. It just makes it a little harder.
0: It makes yeah, it just it It you're you're still able to be really freaking good. You're just it's gonna take a little bit longer. I mean to me I just I think it's kind of and of course like me just being me i'm always going to try and like find a way to
3: to just use what i can <laughs> um, with like i think the real issue here isn't the pitching archetypes it's really like the batting archetypes because fundamentally the, one of the problems with the game i know is that like of course you can get bad dip and all that above 100 you know in the editor or whatever right and knowing that pitchers are based with the amount of ratings they have, they're always going to be able to reach higher levels that batters just can't compete with, so that's why you see so much variability in one batter being good with their ratings, but then another batter outperforming them with like you know terrible ratings,
2: yeah,
0: I mean, I can buy that, I guess like I said, at the end of the day, it just it both bothers me, but like I'm gonna take full advantage of it that I can get to a 70 overall sub-500 so TPE. Like, I mean, if I would have known that I could do this with Bolanos, I wouldn't have retired my original player. <laughs> I would have just, like, arc changed and then hoped somebody pr- picked me up in free agency. I think you would have been regressed to, like, dead. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't... I'm pretty sure my last regression would have taken me to, like um like 680 tpe wasn't that how much you had earned at that point yeah no 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 i was i was at 880 or something like that okay because so i feel like i was you're a season ahead of me and i was yeah. probably one or two seasons into regression at that point so i don't know i guess it's it's viable i guess I don't know how many teams would be interested in a regressing reliever, even if they're good. Just as I mean, maybe a pickup, but right, like a one-year deal, just like a going-out
3: party type deal. You know that that does bring up like a little thing since I've been like you know checked out of the league a bit. So as far as is it still pretty much the same, where you have the same few teams, you know, like replenishing themselves and you know always being in the same spot or has there been like some movement lately are you talking about like death valley and san antonio well not exactly them but like i mean like movement as far as like where they're placed in the standings have been like i know like a few seasons back you still have like new orleans at the bottom and everything so
1: I, I think mean, eastern...
3: new orleans is about to be at the top
0: this season i think eastern has been a lot more variable i guess and there's been a lot of change with uh, Voyagers and Cancun, I don't know if that's when you're talking about, but they, they're still good, but they've definitely seen turnover at least. And uh, uh, Ruger's obviously improving and OBX, I mean I don't think they're that good at or they're that good yet, but at least you know they're definitely on an upward trajectory. Then Western Division's another story. So although so, did you guys see the trade? That just happened between Vancouver and Kashima? Yeah. We were talking about in the Cancun War Room. What
1: Ken- happened oh. uh, <laughs> Yo, when, when did you get into our war room, Wombat? <laughs> I'm, I'm your multi, that's that's all. Ooh. Oh, I see. I see. True, true.
0: Um anyway, Dah. Yep. Uh Kashima traded away a season twenty one <laughs> pitcher at the Do what?
3: Oh, wait, hangy. wait, wait, wait. Isn't Silas Young an inactive? Because I remember him being on Detroit. He's an inactive. He's an inactive, yeah. he's an okay, inactive yeah. season
0: 13.
3: Okay, I, yeah, I remember at, him.
0: At like 600 TPE, who got traded for a season 21, basically 550 TPE player. Why, though? Straight up. Um, apparently, according to management chat, uh, TP, the player that got traded, told Kashima that he was going to be going inactive, so...
3: Oh, okay, then that makes sense.
0: Well, it still doesn't make sense because... Well, it's because but, of the
3: regression years.
0: But, like, the player that they got doesn't do anything for them in the future. So, like, they would they would have been much better just trading him for, like, even just, like, a second-round pick or something,
3: which hmm. would have been viable. I mean it's pretty important in the PBE to have filler players like even if they're not really that good it's just important to like have them hang around cuz you know some of from what i've seen some teams like ballpens, are like entirely devoid of like people other than their actives
0: i i get that I, my point is that like they had a chance to at least give some type of help to their future but then we're like no nah. i think one thing that i heard was that it was basically like an hour after they put him on the block, and like some GMs oh, aren't some gonna teams. be able to, uh, you know, put out an offer, so they're just not gonna be able to respond by then.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: See, that sounds like a familiar trade that Kashima made earlier on Davy.
1: It does. It does. Um, but there's a lot. There's. They've been making a lot of trades, so. I think you'll be you'll have to be a little more specific <laughs> uh
0: let's let's just say another player that was only on the block or players that were on the block for about thirty minutes oh yeah, before they got traded
1: yeah they moved fast in kishimo i I have to say that
0: there must be that must be that fast uh subway system,
1: yeah exactly it's just. It's what happens when you live in Japan.
3: Oh, you know, I completely forgot about that, but is Kashima the first team in the PBO not to be in North, or PBE not to be in, like, outside North America?
0: I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, Technically, the Florida Space Rangers, I think, were supposed to be uh, in outer space. space.
3: I mean they're still in the league, right? No. That's No, I think you're talking about Florida. They
0: they rebranded.
3: No, they it was it was they
0: they rebranded to the Bopet extremes.
3: (laughs) 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 It was a joke, because you know some people only refer to them as Florida.
1: The Florida Supernovas.
0: Exactly. Mitch too small to get the joke. Mitch, Mitch too inactive
1: to get the joke. Sleepy bitch. <laughs> Yo, I wonder when they're going to announce Miner's expansion GMs, you know?
3: Wait, yeah. does that mean that Mac might get to pick me up in the expansion? If he gets a yeah. team? Yep. Okay, that might be epic.
0: Me, me and Davey. Actually, really Davy's the head man, so you got to suck up
1: to Davy. And When do I get to be in the war room? Yes, we'll we'll invite Wombat to the war room, provided he switches to light mode. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: wait, I might have to okay. leave the lemurs right away.
1: Yo, Hold
0: yo. <laughs> so we made a deal for in the ISFL, where if Davy's <laughs> team won, I had to switch to light mode for two months. And if my team won, he'd have to give me 20 mil in ISFL money. Mm-hmm. And then, and my team won, and I was like, give me the money, bitch. And then, the, the league was just like, you know, we can't actually enforce this, so nothing's going to happen. <laughs> That's bullshit. I, I risked I risk my eyes for nothing.
2: <laughs>
1: hey, I risked 20 million for nothing.
0: At least tell me you wrote an epic media piece about it. I'm too lazy to do that. I just complained. And then I asked the uh head like casino man why and he was just like, Well, we used like this is the rule about it. You can bring it up to 800 but I didn't want to bother Bex with that, so nothing happened.
1: Yo, where's my money at? <laughs> I should
0: just I should make I should actually make a media about that. Uh, but make it really memey. Alright, I I actually have a serious question. So obviously we just had the the most recent drama piece about Cussing and hat which is fucking hilarious to say. But moving past that, um chess and one of their uh replies mentioned that they felt like there was like bullying in the league due to I I are don't you know really. To, are you about to call us out on bullying you? I'm more about to ask like I know that you had your like novel that you wrote in reply. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> was it, like, but like oh yeah. no 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 hold and on. I, I guess like, my more question actually, was is do we even like have do we have uh evidence of, of bullying or anything? Because like just like you, like I'm against it of course. But I also find it hard to believe that it's Yeah, I actually meant everything I wrote. Like that was entirely serious I when I wrote, obviously, but and I yeah. I probably, yeah, it was just that uh, like, I, I have never experienced that or felt that anybody else had, like, had that kind of experience here, so I was just completely unaware of that, and as far as I know, they had not told anyone, like, that they felt that way, or that they, you know, felt uncomfortable with people swearing in the chat. They just kind of applied and then forced those rules. Yeah. Like, yeah. I said in management a lot, they should, I feel like people, the management or HO should just, should should have just talked to Lee and said, like, hey, you know, you're making people feel uncomfortable, uh, like, so we want to clean this up, and I feel like stuff would have actually happened, but I don't know, that didn't happen, it's not going to happen, we're just going to deal with it. So basically what I'm hearing is HO bad. Well, not bad, they just screwed up, so, and like, <laughs> I mean... I screw your balls there. It happens. It's it's not the lead.
1: You know, it reminds me of another um, governing body that's very bad, which is corrupt council. Um, I just wanted to put this out there for Chad. Um, but
3: <laughs> do you want my hot take? I,
0: yeah, yes, I do want your hot take,
3: Daw. I I actually think council, as far as my experience in the sim leagues have been, I think council. Probably the best, maybe tied with PB. Wow. Wait, you tied us with PB? Yeah. Well, because you have people like Wombat in there who are like, you know, pretty uh, good guys. Yeah.
0: Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good guys. You'll love to hear that.
3: <laughs> but, like, I mean, um, like, I don't know about now with uh, Hummus running everything, but I know with Johnny, like, everything was pretty good. Mm. I really liked
0: Maj as commish. Uh, I, I wasn't there. Or I, I was mean, pretty inactive was during the Johnny days. He, he was looking for a commish to take over for like three seasons before Johnny came in. And same thing with Johnny. Like, he obviously had no problem continuing to do it, but he was looking for one for a while before Hummus stepped in. So just, basically what I'm hearing is Kamish is, is a job you don't actually want. Well, no. I mean, people obviously want it when they take it. It's just, you have a hard time like, towards the end, you just have a hard time finding a replacement. And it's, yeah. Also, just okay. that just there's no chance Maj ever commissions again. Is there any reason why? I mean, it just burnt him out is all. Like, Oh, okay. I, I, I feel like he would have done it again if you, if you asked, like, back in Season 2, but he doesn't regret doing it, but he's just not going to do it
2: again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to say, um, I love I love head office. I love miners head office, and I think <laughs> you should give me and Mitch an expansion franchise.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, we can shit on HO. We just gotta say that miners HO is good. They're the they're the the decision makers, I believe.
1: Okay, yeah, that's fair, but yeah. Um, Slim, I just want to say you are a very, very highly respected individual in my mind. Um, and I think it was you,
0: admirable how
1: you stepped up and took over Brooklyn. Agreed, it showed great poise. <laughs> um,
0: uh, John, Johnstro, you've been a great teammate in uh, Anchorage and a great uh. Miners, League commission I have no doubt that uh, your your decision making will be of the same caliber.
1: Are you you're just, just yeah. Who else? Who else is there to
0: flatter? Ta- um, taco's. <laughs> I think Gurren is also. Flatter. No, Gurren's not. He's not. He's there's down. only. There's only three. It's uh, tacos, Johnstra, and SLM. I could have okay. sworn that was part of why he stepped down as Kashima.
1: Like no. not obviously because of that. No no no. no. But like, he, 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 he said he wanted to be Miner's okay. head office. I don't think he got let it. Me, let let me, it.
0: Let me let me clear it all up here. I know that I know what happened there, or at least right. what he told me, but I just heard that from him saying he wanted to, so I wasn't sure if he ever got that. Yeah, no, he didn't. That was part of the discussion when I asked him about that before as all. Yeah. But he should be in minors HO because Gurren's the goat. Yeah, factual. I got I got a hot take for you. Someday Gurin will be miners' commish.
3: I don't think so.
0: You don't think so because you don't think
3: uh, Jonstro will give it up, or. Or, no, it's just that Gurren, to me doesn't strike me as a type to like you know want to be in the official position even if he's around like the whole thing. Oh, Gurin mm-hmm. really wants to develop yeah. his position. This, uh, go. Majors. Yeah,
0: majors. He he's huh. not like that time I know because like that was the slim aw days, um, right? And I think that's kind of part of the reason why he stepped away from the league for a while. I actually don't know the entire reason why, but I would assume that's part of it as well but he did do no, that I think also part of it was real life stuff with the it, girlfriend
1: really. and everything um, yeah Mitch how's Indy's locker room been I um, know uh, just changed positions to second base mm-hmm. um, so I guess we, um,
0: we think it's hilarious that we went 22 and 0 during uh, or sorry, zero and twenty two during spring training. Wait, really? Yeah, we went zero and twenty two. Yeah, Miss Obvious is gonna change them from a baseball team to a circus.
1: <laughs> no, you guys, It says here you guys won two games this spring training. What? I I could have swore we didn't win a single game. I mean, this okay. This is what I see, uh, like in the file.
0: What the heck? Oh, that's news to me.
1: And is finished with an ERA of fifteen point seven nine, so
0: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we're we're all pretty good. It's it's nice that uh we just traded for uh Leatherneck Mike from you guys actually. Um so we have four of the top twelve earners in season twenty two, which would be like the equivalent of having a walla walla wompats type of farm system. So, uh, yeah, I, I like I like her chances of building in about like four seasons from now. <laughs> but so, uh, do you think you're gonna hold the one overall draft pick for like? Is that is that the season twenty five draft? Uh,
1: that for next draft, you mean take for Kodak. Yeah, for- actually,
0: we're gonna try and win as many games this year as possible because we don't even have our first round draft pick. We traded
2: it to Cancun. Right.
0: So, and I'm actually gonna go out on a limb here and challenge you guys to make a bet with me. I'll bet okay. any of you guys two million dollars because that's legit. All I can <laughs> all I can wager right now after my eight million I have on the table already for Volano's. I'll wager two million dollars that Apex does not finish with the worst record in the league.
1: No, I think I think Kashima will take that honor.
0: Okay, I'm then. I'll take it a step further. I'll say that Apex wins at least thirty three games. No, how many games <clears throat> did they or how many games do they project win in in your uh, tests, Stevie? Or just even the, the prediction things. Thing. I just don't have pull it up. I think it was 35. He sent me a picture, I think, or posted one here. I don't know. Yeah, he posted it here in light mode. It was 34. I, I think that's realistic. All right, what if what if I make it 35? That seems like a good number. That seems a little too high. Wait, wait,
2: really tried to
0: get us that they wouldn't be worst when Kashima's clearly like, at a disadvantage here? <laughs> Yeah, but Kashima beat us in uh, spring training, so you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, they were
1: playing a training circus on a baseball. <laughs> game. Yeah. Yo, have you guys noticed, like, how come Kashima has so many relievers in their bullpen?
0: They just want all the pitchers.
3: Well, that's what I was saying. There might be some kind of strat here, or like some long-term, like you know, regression class thing going on. Hmm.
0: I did see that Emmy switched away from a uh, Knuckleballer.
3: Yeah, to Control Freak.
0: <laughs> That's because CCC posted that big-ass article how all the top pitchers were using the wrong archetype and that they should all be using Control.
1: Yeah. Um, a big Wait, you,
3: weren't you in Kashima, Mac? I was. Right, and then you're trading? Yes, I was traded to Apex.
2: Hmm.
0: Me, me and Gurren were traded to Apex. Oh, say, so uh, Okay. Right, right around the time that Gurren. I have a question. Should we still be recording this? Uh. We got a
3: cuz mic. <laughs> good, good call.
0: Like, I just don't know, like, legitimately, whether this is worth recording at all if sure. Someone has to listen to this. So,
1: <laughs> thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like
0: to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.